He is a Belzebub. And we can find this story in Matthew 12, verses 22 to 50, and in Mark 3, verses 19 to 35, and in Luke 8, verses 1 to 21. Well, as Jesus and his 12 disciples traveled about Galilee preaching the gospel, sometimes women traveled with them. There was Mary Magdalene, who was healed of seven demons and other diseases, and Joanna, whose husband was King Herod's manager, and Susanna, and several other women followed Jesus and his disciples, taking care of their needs either with their own money or however they could support Jesus. And they needed, Jesus really needed that support so he could complete the work he had been sent to do. And that work was growing, really growing. The crowds were growing so large that sometimes they almost didn't have time to eat. And one day, among a large crowd, there was a man who was demon-possessed, calling out impulsively and constantly. And that man was also blind. He could not see, nor could he hear. He was deaf. Jesus watched with great pity as the man was brought to stand in front of him. And he could see the desperation on that man's face, and the hope of healing. And Jesus touched him and said, be healed. And in that moment, the man could see Jesus standing right there in front of him. He could hear his voice. And as he stood there, he realized the torment from inside him was gone, gone. Well, everyone started to shout praises and thanksgiving to Jesus, calling him the Messiah, the son of David. But among that crowd were some Pharisees and scribes from Jerusalem. They were not calling Jesus the Messiah as the others did. No, they accused Jesus, shouting out, He heals by the power of Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Well, when they said that, the people became silent, turning to see what Jesus would say. And in a calm voice, Jesus answered, How can Satan drive out Satan? That makes no sense. You know, if a country divides in two, it is no longer a country. Or if a family divides, it no longer exists as a family. The devil cannot fight against the devil or he will destroy himself. And just like no one robs a strong man's house unless they tie him up, then they can rob his house. I am casting out demons by the Holy Spirit of God, because I am of God, not of Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And then Jesus' face became very stern, and his voice took on a strong seriousness. I tell you with authority from God that all sins can be forgiven except the sin of speaking against the Holy Spirit. That sin can never be forgiven. Do not say evil things are done by the Holy Spirit. No, good things are accomplished by God's Holy Spirit. Jesus continued, just like a tree does not have some fruit that is poison and some that is good. So 
it is with people. A good person produces good works, and an evil person produces evil works. So be very careful what you say, for you will give account to God for what you say and what you do. Your own words will condemn you or justify you. Well, that did not satisfy the Pharisees. Then they demanded from Jesus, If you say your works come from the Holy Spirit, show us a sign to prove it. We need proof. They still did not believe. And Jesus told them, You unbelievers, you want a sign? There is a sign, the sign of Jonah the prophet. Just like Jonah was in the whale's belly for three days and three nights, so will I be in the grave for three days and three nights. You know, the people of Nineveh repented and believed when Jonah preached to them. And the queen of Sheba, she traveled a thousand miles to see the wise King Solomon. But one greater than Solomon stands here in front of you and you do not repent and you do not believe. You think you are righteous and you don't need to repent and believe. You know, demons look for homes like that, that think they're righteous, but they're empty. And when they find such a home, they go get seven more evil spirits and live there. That is what happens to people who should recognize the Messiah and believe, but they do not repent and they do not believe. You know, the Pharisees really should have recognized Messiah. And they should have recognized the Messiah was Jesus, but they didn't. They wouldn't believe. Well, while Jesus was still speaking, some men came over to him, got his attention and whispered, Hey, your mother and brothers are outside and they want to speak to you. Well, Jesus shook his head that, yeah, that's okay, I'll be there. But before he left the crowds, he gave one last lesson for the day. He turned and pointed toward his 12 disciples and the women who had followed him. And he said, you know, those who hear the word of God and do it, those who repent and believe, they are like my brothers and sisters and like my mother. They are part of my family. Then Jesus left the crowds to go to his mother and his brothers and sisters. You know, that day, Jesus did not sugarcoat his words to the Pharisees, did he? No. He told them exactly the way it was. You know, it's the same for us today. We are known by God, by what we say and what we do. And if we repent of our sins and believe and obey him, but if we think we are already righteous and have no need to repent and obey, we will not be of God. Well, that is our lesson for today, but next time we will learn a little about parables again. What in the world is a parable? What? Next time.